0: Welcome to Shit Talk Fridays, a podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle and relationships with a splash of controversy. Welcome back to Shit Talk Fridays. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday.
1: Happy Friday.
0: Did I throw you off because I said the intro different?
1: Uh no, no, I'm good. I'm good. No. I'm, I'm figure... just wowed by your outfit. That's, that's you know.
0: Oh, you were so sweet. Got me sweet. a little off my kilter today. Oh my god. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> uh, let's cheers because we are drinking and we deserve this because we did a two hour plus hike today. Yes, we So did. I am ready. Let's go. The one thing I will say, though, is that Evo got us wine and I get a little nice on wine quickly. <laughs> and shout out to my aunt who put us onto this wine, Whitehaven, that I think we have drank on this show uh, many of the times.
1: Listen. <clears throat> All I got to say about Whitehaven is that up until this wine, you couldn't give me a glass of white wine. Correct. And now, you'll barely see me drinking red.
0: Yeah, the other day, you actually walked out of the liquor store. We were having dinner. You walked out of the liquor store yeah. with a bottle of red, we and were, I looked at you like,
1: Right? We oh. were at dinner, and like I thought I'd just switch <laughs> it up a bit. I'm like, we've been drinking white for a while now, and I come out with a bottle of red, and the, the look on your face <laughs> Was said f- everything.
0: It was a face of disgust. <laughs> I, like, I did not want that red wine.
1: So yeah. So um definitely turn me out. Pause, I guess, whatever <laughs> that that means. It just I have never enjoyed white wine like I enjoy this stuff. Yeah. So, so cheers to uh to Auntie.
0: Yeah. So pick up yourself a bottle of white haven and celebrate your Friday, right? Uh, but make sure you deserve it. Just don't be drinking just a yeah, drink. And
1: it has to be chilled, and we are no way. Promoting or affiliated with Whitehaven. Just I wish I
0: wish we were. Yeah, send, like, us, send us a case. Uh, yeah, for real. Let's
1: go. Let's do this.
0: So let's get into our topic for today. We are talking about rekindling a relationship.
1: Yes. After the flame has fizzled.
0: So let me just tell you that the reason I thought to myself, let's talk about this is because last week you said something that sparked this in my brain. And it was... Um non-verbal issues Mm, and i'm sorry i just paused just now because i could see you looking at something and i know what evil is looking at he's looking at our cat that's probably doing something that he should not be doing he
1: is tearing up everything that you've done over there yeah it's okay
0: it's okay i love him he gets a pass so, yeah. So last week you said you said something which was nonverbal issues yeah. and it sparked something in my brain. And I immediately after our conversation yesterday, I jotted it down because that it is something that will cause two people in a relationship to find themselves in a rut. But before I start talking about nonverbal issues, there is something that takes like the front seat when it comes to that. And it is lack of communication Mm. and it's very easy to say lack of communication but something that i want to use as an example of lack of communication is is a lot of these videos that i see circulating social media and it is videos of wives and husbands kind of voicing their I guess, frustration or their anger towards their partner that is not, I guess, cooperating in the relationship or, you know, responding in the relationship. And the just
1: airing them out, right? They're
0: just airing them out yeah. on social media. That, that That's not to say that the person that is doing the airing out on social media hasn't attempted several times right. to talk to their partner about their... You know, like what's making them upset or what's making them not happy in the relationship or how the other partner potentially is not putting or not pulling their weight rather. Right, 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 right. Um, But when I say lack of communication, there are certain ways that you have to find out how your partner likes to be communicated to. And the reason why I say that is because... um, I had to figure that out with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. I mean, we definitely had to find out how, um, what's the best way to speak to each other because mm-hmm. there was just certain things that we weren't receptive to, you know, when, when being spoken Receptive, to. you mean? Receptive. Receptible. Did I say that <laughs> correctly? I, this and it, this, fuck it, we're doing it live. I mean, I guess it's just... Um, I chop that word up quite often.
0: I'm sorry. I have something. I swear to God, even when I go to film and I either get something in my eye, something on my nose, it's a fucking conspiracy. But God, I'm sorry. Continue.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of times you have to, you know, it, it takes a bit of figuring out when it comes to finding ways to communicate with your partner. Yeah. Sometimes what you thought is something that works in a relationship when communicating with somebody doesn't necessarily work with the person that you're with. Yeah. A lot of times. You know, people, things that I, I used to do and I still do. Well, I, I mean, I haven't done it in a while because I've been with you, but things that I did often was I take a lot of the good things that worked for my last relationship and bring them into the next one. Uh, but that's not to say that they all work. And yeah. communi- communication is a big way of um, being able to understand your partner and the better that you can communicate, the better the understanding in the relationship. So if you're not there at the beginning or you're struggling, you know, I could see that being.
0: Support for Shit Talk Fridays is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I can't count the number of times I nicked myself using shitty-ass trimmers that literally left me anxious about grooming. Manscaped has skin-safe technology that has restored my faith when I groom below-the-waist. And did I mention the new 4.0 lawnmower has a 4K LED light? So you ain't missing shit. So head over to manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping with the code STFRIDAYS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code STFRIDAYS20. Unlock the confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now back to the show.
1: Issue and becoming what? With nonverbal issues? Is that what Yeah,
0: this is I'm i Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into that in a second, but I just want to talk a little bit more about lack of communication So I'm using you and I as an example because once upon a time, um, you know, there were times where you and I got into arguments or we got into disputes and I thought that I was avidly communicating to you what I thought I needed you to hear. But what I come to find out is that the way that I was communicating to you, the way that I thought, the way that I spoke to you. Was working it wasn't working so I had to figure out other ways excuse me to get you to understand what I'm saying so it's very important that a couple if you're experiencing communication issues you may and I know this may sound a little cheesy but you may want to actually find out what your partner's communication style is how they like to be spoken to because then when you do sit down and have a conversation about what's going on in your relationship it real it may really then get down to the point where your partner is really understanding what you're saying so
1: so wait so what are some of these communication styles can you just like name a couple like do they um do, are there terms for
0: yes there are and god forgive me but um i don't know off the top of my head and that's oh, why i was saying okay. i was using you and i as an example but um I just realized that for example, one of the things between you and I is that I had to be a better listener.
1: Yes. I can I totally was not... confirm that. Yeah. That so... you, you used to you used to speak and wait for your opportunity to speak.
0: Yeah, I was not actively listening. Yeah. I, was playing ho- I was playing double Dutch with you. So I was literally just waiting for my turn to jump in mm-hmm. so that I could say what I had been holding in my brain the entire time that you spoke. I was not wholeheartedly absorbing what you were saying to me. So this is what I'm talking about, communicating. Right, right. So you can find yourself in a position with your partner where you're just... You're just saying what you want to say, but neither of you are really absorbing what is really being said because you're not figuring out how to best communicate with your partner. So the example that I was actually going to use is that I was not a a great listener. I had to learn how to actively listen to you so that I then better understood where you were coming from when you said things to me. How I was able to do that was... And this may be hard for a lot of people listening is you have to put your ego to the side. I had to get rid of the I need to say this because I want to be right argument. I had to learn that it wasn't about who was right. It was about seeking the solution.
1: Right. There's a that's, you know, it's from what I'm getting what you're saying. There's a difference in um, speaking to someone and trying to address a concern of yours. And in that in that form of addressing your concern, you only have one objective, and that is just to address the way that you are concerned. And the other way that there is you communicate with somebody is that you come to address the concern that you have, but you still are are open minded enough to know that your concern may change um, based on what it is that you're hearing from that person. Mm-hmm. You know, that person may give you some information that all of a sudden changes the way that you originally saw what it is that you were concerned about. Yeah. And so th- that's the way that I speak. And, you know, that's the, that's the way that I, you know, I approach my, you know, my conversations and my issues. You know, if I, I come and I, and I listen to you and I listen to everything that you're saying and while you're speaking, there may be something that you said that I originally didn't take into consideration when I originally came to you with this issue and now i'm like mm, okay all right that changes everything now and it might take the whole conversation in a whole other direction and so that was very helpful for me but you know not to say that you know, i'm not trying to like so what i'm looking for i i just also have to add that you know since we since you know you were brave enough to 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 share with everybody that you had to put your ego aside and that you weren't really a listener um and that you had to practice and listening and become better at that
0: yeah i was horrible at it yeah. i for a very long time just wanted to prove that I was right in an right. argument and then I realized that that wasn't helping us seek a solution at all. I w- always wanted to be seen as the stronger argumentative partner. Right. I always wanted to walk away from an argument or disagreement and be like, "Yeah, that's right. I I won that 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 battle." Yeah. That wasn't going to take our relationship anywhere.
1: Right. Well, I what I was what I was getting to with that is that At the same time, even though I used to be a great listener and I was always willing to change my thought and my argument based on what it is that I was hearing, I was very short-tempered. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's something that I had to learn um, throughout our relationship and become better at so that we can be better communicators. And I think that throughout time, we've improved ourselves. And now we're in a place, excuse me, we're in a place where... You know, communicating between us is like almost like second nature. You know, I you've learned to listen more. Mm-hmm. I've learned to be a lot more calmer and less um, less ignited. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the word you want that you're looking for. Um, and together, that's that's uh, that's worked out well for us.
0: Yeah, I think I want to really relay that understanding how to best communicate with your partner will really help you. Just understand what it is that your partner needs from you, because yeah. um, how can I say this? Putting, I had to put my ego aside many times, but it was always to the to the to reach the goal that you and I were trying to reach. And another example I want to give is um, since because there are times that you can become more more heated and and let short-tempered in the beginning of our relationship i was not okay with walking away from those type of those type of arguments i didn't care that you needed a moment i didn't care that you wanted to walk away because again my ego was telling me no we're going to we're going to see this through we're going to finish this we're going to argue this shit out I also needed to learn that for the, for the health of our relationship, there were times that I needed to let you walk away and we needed to revisit this. Again, this is me learning how to communicate with you. I needed to, you needed to say to me, Gina, I need a moment or I need, I need to walk away from the situation right now. I needed to then understand that that is what you needed at that point in time so that we could then later on revisit what it was that we were going through and then be more clear about what it was what was being said that was really hard for me so these are the things that i'm imploring couples to try to figure out this does take a level of self-awareness though i had to sit back and reflect upon gina and say bro, your fucking ego is getting in the way during these disagreements that you're having with Evo and you're fucking not getting anywhere. You're walking away from it still angry. So then is this really solving what it is that you're going through? And it was hard for me to do that. So this is why I say that this ties right into nonverbal issues. And I really wanted to preface this with communication because... Many times couples will find themselves in this situation, in this rut where they're not properly communicating to each other. And then one of the partners decides to just hold back and not say anything. Mm -hmm. Because they're so fucking angry about the other partner not understanding what it is that they need from them. What it is that they want them to do. How to make things better. They just start to harbor those feelings and then they're walking around in the space whatever it is you know your house your home when you see each other and you're just holding on to this like poison inside of you which i think is kind of what you said last time that is what a nonverbal issue can be it is something that is inside of you that is fucking brewing over time because you and your partner have not sought a solution for maybe like a past argument
1: right right yeah you just you're, you're 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 containing negative energy correct which eventually festers and becomes a part of your personality and then you don't it's people you know they may not realize it but it really makes them it makes them jaded in a way you yeah. know changes them
0: well i think the first thing that comes to mind when i talk about nonverbal issues is you start to develop almost like an animosity Towards your partner
1: yeah 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 you become very edgy moody snappy
0: so that being said when you are experiencing these type of emotions you know you're edgy you're moody you're snappy if you're not communicating to your partner in a way where they're actually understanding why you're feeling like that the other partner whether it be the husband or the wife or the girlfriend or the boyfriend, they may be very fucking confused as to what is going on. And, and if they are confused, one or two things are going to happen. They may choose to kind of dig into that situation and be like, hey, honey, you know, like you seem a little on edge. You seem a little moody. Or they may do what I consider to be probably one of the worst things is they're also fucking not going to say anything to you.
1: Yeah, and then they're, they're gonna they're gonna take they're gonna take that action personal. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh well, and I'm just gonna use um a woman in this example, like as if I were the one in this situation, mm-hmm. you know, coming home and seeing my my wife or girlfriend edgy or moody. You know, and maybe kind of like you know, I say hello, but they say hello to me back with a really mm-hmm. you know negative tone. And, and, exact,
0: I, and I've done that several and, 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 times, and, and,
1: and, and immediately I'm gonna take that personal. Like,
0: yeah. fuck, like fuck is wrong with her or him? Like
1: that. Right? That's that's the type of hello. I said, well, fuck her then, and then and then I'm not gonna say nothing to that to them f- till the whole time that I'm there, and then I'm gonna have now an issue that I'm not speaking about. So we're two walking around with nonverbal two walking around nonverbal issue having ass motherfuckers. You know, just festering with this negativity between the both of us. I mean, it's just.
0: So, this is my point is that when, if both partners are choosing to not act on maybe the behaviors or the, you mean, maybe like slight little hints that the other partner is dropping because they're just like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this man or woman and I'm not really going to be bothered by that. Could you imagine how long? something like that can go on where then it starts to drive that wedge between two people where instead of them walking together they start walking apart. Yeah. And when you're married, a lot of people will continue to walk apart but remain married just to salvage the marriage. Yeah. And all other responsibilities that they have or what's the saying, like, you know, to keep up with the Joneses, to keep face, you know, in public, just to be like, yeah, my wife or my husband or whatever this is. But in actuality, they're really very unhappy yeah. and their relationship is in a, in a severe rut. Um, I did quickly look up some of the communication styles so that if you are interested in trying to further understand how to better communicate with your partner, I think that this would be helpful. So there are four uh, communication styles Uh. And the first one is passive communication style. This is a partner that doesn't tend to speak up frequently. Maybe your partner is a little bit more on the introverted side, maybe a little bit more on the shy side. So you Mm -hmm. may want to find ways to then tap into that and say, I know my partner is like this. How can I then support them in this communication style?
1: Or how do you communicate to an introvert?
0: Well, it's not necessarily that they're introverted. I gave that as one example. It's just that they may just not speak up as much. They're passive.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So then, correction. How do you communicate to someone who's passive?
0: Correct. So, this is what I was saying earlier about why it's so important to understand your partner's communication yeah. style. Because Absolutely. Because someone like me, I will just be fucking talking at you, and not understanding why you're not saying anything back to me. Mm-hmm. Not understanding that your communication style is passive. So are we then communicating
1: right and understanding what that even means, you know, like,
0: correct. So this is why I'm saying it's so important. Um, The second one is aggressive communication style. That would be me. I'm going to you are and this is a perfect example. I just said with a passive person, I would just be talking at them. I'm an aggressive communicator style. If anyone has ever seen me on this show, I can get pretty aggressive thank God my husband is a great listener because there's many times he's just listened to me and said, he's asked me some great follow-up questions which helps me, which helps our relationship overall but that then became very one-sided which is then why I needed to become a better listener. Yeah. Right? Okay. So um, a person with this communication style is very confident in their point of view. Hello, I was just saying how... Av- how adamant I'd be a lot of the times when it came to what I thought I was saying, mm. which sometimes I got in my own. Fu- I had to get out my own fucking way. So then, the third communication style is passive aggressive. I know that kind of sounds like an oxymoron, but these are the type of people that may not say stuff, but then walk away and then mumble something under their breath. Mm. You know, a person with this communication style doesn't feel comfortable saying what they mean, and then. Their verbal and nonverbal communication may not match. They may say they're excited but display co- a contradiction body language like a frown or slumped shoulders.
1: Right. And then the question is, if your partner is passive aggressive, how do you communicate to a passive aggressive? These are you know, this, this very important questions
0: so um and then the fourth one is assertive communication style a person with this communication style stands up for themselves so maybe i'm a little bit of like aggressive and assertive because um i take shit from nobody (laughs) no that's not true uh there are times i just don't say anything because it's just not even worth it but i would say i'm definitely a good Combination of aggressive and assertive. I will say that evil also is very assertive when it comes to conversation. So, perfect example what if you have two assertive people? Yeah. How the fuck do you communicate effectively? You need to figure that out yeah. because this is part of the problem. When you have two people that may be alike or completely opposite, this is why I was saying it's so important to understand because you think you're saying something to your partner that does not mean that they are understanding.
1: You know, I think that I honestly feel like that two aggressive communicators complement each other only because, right? Only because and I'm because and I'm just using us for as a, as an example here. Okay. Um because if one was passive and the other one was aggressive, mm-hmm. I feel like one would just steamroll over the other. I feel like you need an aggressive personality to match and to kind of like put it's
0: not an aggressive personality it's an aggressive aggressive style of communication
1: yes you still i feel like you need that to kind of like stop you in your tracks when you need to be stopped
0: so case in point you and i i would say that we are definitely both assertive when it comes to it for sure there's many times evil that you and i get absolutely nowhere
1: (laughs) yeah we gotta take a pause and circle back around to that as i said
0: yeah as i said earlier evo this is why i needed to learn to put my ego aside there's a lot of deep diving that goes here when you are not communicating effectively with your partner so in a nutshell my recommendation is if there's a lack of communication I would implore the people that are in the relationship to figure out am I effectively communicating with my partner the way that they are truly understanding what it is that I'm saying to them? Are they understanding my feelings? Are they understanding that I'm trying to seek a solution? Because if they if you're just talking at them, you're yeah. not gonna get anywhere. Right. Um and then that ties right into the nonverbal issues because here you are thinking that. And what pops into my brain right away, I just saw a video on TikTok the other day of this wife that was having an issue with her husband where he wasn't really valuing the fact that she was a stay-at-home mom. And he was really getting on her about the house not being clean. And he was, you know, saying things to her like, um, why is it when I come home that this isn't done or this isn't done? So to prove a point, she decided to stop doing she, dis- she decided to stop folding laundry after it was washed. So laundry was just piling up. He then came at her and said something to the effect of, well, if you were better, if, if you knew how to do things more like strategic, this would still get done. He still was just attacking her. Mm-hmm. And in the video, at the end of it, she said, I just don't know what else to say. It seems that, um, I mean, he... He also sounds like he's a little bit of a narcissist, but I'm just using this as an example. But it seems that she has reached her end as far as trying to talk to him or trying to communicate with him. But I just wonder is if is if she has really understood the way he needs to be communicated to. Because these are. Right. okay, I see what you're saying. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So the, the fact that she doesn't know how to communicate with him is really
0: or she may not i'm not sure if she understands i mean
1: based on the examples that you've given Mm -hmm. as far as styles of communication and that and that her
0: he seems like a dick to be honest but yeah
1: but her method of of dealing with his behavior was just to give up rather than getting through to Mm -hmm. him on Mm -hmm. her how she felt Mm -hmm. and Things that were important to her. You know, that's that's very important. It's finding a way to get through to your partner so that they see you and respect you and understand you. Correct. You know, and then and then and then in turn love you for who you are. Yeah. You know. There's um,
0: there's obviously a lack of love and appreciation in that relationship, but I used it as an example because when she said, I just don't know what else to say to him yeah. when you think you have said it all and you think you have done it all, you may want to do a little bit of digging of the approaches that you have attempted already. Because if you find yourself in these positions where you're like, you know, you and your partner are not on the same w- wavelengths, how do you get back on that same wavelength? You know, life gets in the way. Yeah, for sure. Very often. I know Ivo and I can attest to this. Absolutely. And I'm going to reflect upon us once again about how you could find yourself in a rut. you know. Once Ivo and I had our daughter, and this is going back eight years, you know, we got very wrapped up in caring for her, which it was a beautiful thing. You know, we really enjoyed being new parents uh, with a newborn, it was great. But then I had to go back to work. And when I went back to work, you and I got really, really wrapped up in the grind in taking her to daycare. Um, going to work, coming home, cooking dinner, you know, tackling the other chores and responsibilities with our other children.
1: tag teaming each other Correct. on the way in and out the door. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of couples can relate that are at home working both full time jobs with kids, if not one, multiple kids having to deal with you know the daily responsibilities of raising a family and taking care of a household and what that relationship and dynamic turns to it turns into team you're, you turn into teammates really yeah. T- teammates and parents and so what's what yeah. you know what's the first thing that gets put to the side is the one thing that brought you two together to begin with when that was your relationship you know yeah. because of the other things it's like okay this is all good and dandy we've got this lock you know, this doesn't really need much maintenance, but all the other stuff does. And like, how do you spread your time and attention over all of those? Sometimes things get kind of
0: yeah pushed to the side. Pushed to
1: the side, and uh, we you know we can we can definitely attest to that. I mean, it, we went, we went through it.
0: Yeah, and this is I know how easy it is to get caught up so i want to say that you know we found the light at the end of the tunnel when it came to that we really fought really hard to still have date nights yeah and we fought really hard to still find time for you and i separate from our daughter separate from the boys uh because and i i folk i draw a lot of attention to our daughter because she was small and the boys you know they were they were a lot older by the time we had her so they were kind of like self-sufficient in a way it wasn't like we needed to tend to them like they were babies so she took a lot of our time um and there was a lot of responsibility in that and plus we were both working full-time and you were working more than full-time so these are the things that can happen in a relationship that you know you're kind of like you are just like rowing a boat in a fucking circle, you know, yeah. every day. It's the same thing day in and day out. And I know that a lot of families and a lot of couples can relate to this and say, you know, how do I get myself out of this?
1: And this is how you end up in a rut.
0: <laughs> Correct. And then the other thing is to um, I feel like we were doing well for a, a moment in time. Uh, where we were really focused on like you know, doing us and having a good time. And then that's kind of like when we decided that we weren't really gonna have any more children after our daughter because we were really starting to enjoy that little bit of freedom that we were having as a couple once again. And then um, and then something interesting happened. Uh, I then left my full-time job and I was home a lot more and then i started to do this thing where i then became really dependent on evo's presence and then the pandemic hit <laughs> and we were in each other's company all the time and it got kind of funky in a sense where because we were each other because we were with each other so much it kind of became like monotonous and it became like a little boring and I was like, all right, no, we, we can't do this. Like, I love you. I love being with you, but cause this is the other side of a rut. Like, it's not always just a negative thing. It's just that you could be in each other's space too much.
1: Yeah. I, I mean,
0: and you're doing the same thing over and over again. You know, we were like watching movies, we were having dinner. It was just kind of like, yeah, you wah, couldn't go nowhere. yeah,
1: and I'm sure a lot of people were dealing with the same thing, you know, yeah. not used to being in each other's company and then all of a sudden stuck in each other's faces. And and probably in a lot tighter spaces than, than we were in, you know. So, you know, hats off to those people. But, um, yeah, that's um, that was that was an interesting time.
0: So this is what I'm saying. This is like the other side of the rut. It's not always necessarily just like a negative thing. This was something that still was fueling a lot of positivity. It was just our everyday in and outs or our everyday workings were becoming a little monotonous, things were becoming a little bit boring. So, you know, we made it a point to say, okay, we need to focus maybe on date night or, you know, we need to get out and do more things. And we started hiking and, you know, we or I made sure that I went on bike rides by myself. And there were times that, you know, I went downstairs and I watched The Office for two hours by myself. You know, we made sure that we stood time apart so that when we were together, it was it was um there was like a little bit more of a spark there right yeah so um these are kind of like my examples and of how couples can find themselves in this like weird fucking funky space yeah it's not always just bad it could just be that you know things get a little ordinary
1: yeah for sure that's one way to get there.
0: um but i would love to hear from you because i've i don't about you ladies and gentlemen but i feel like evo is a little bit of a guru (laughs) in like a way that um in a way that i really admire but i could thank you i could never (laughs) but i really admire it because i think you're great at giving advice on maybe how people can find their they can dig themselves out of something like this
1: uh you know i find it very interesting Getting to know people and and their emotional situations. Yeah, you do. Uh, and I think that t- it takes a particular type of person. Uh, some people don't want to know nothing about anyone's emotions or what any complications with any anyone uh, anyone's emotions because they probably got a lot going on themselves. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not. I uh, I learned how to get through something at a very young age in life, and it had to do with getting in tune with my emotions. And I uh, I've built on that for a long time ever since and so now at a, as i'm as i'm older i'm more interested in other people's emotions and the complications that they may be going through and how i might be able to help them navigate through their emotions not by telling them what to do but by sharing my experience and in hopes that they find guidance so uh that's yeah been i really
0: kinda, i really admire that about you
1: yeah, I, yeah i'm very willing to share my experience in, in in the right setting you know really yeah in the right setting feel, if, it, if like, it's if it's like relatable willing to tell anybody. no it seems that way but it's <laughs> you know why because it seems that way because because
0: i walk away a lot when it's happening
1: people people that i talk to tend to have a lot of similar situations that i can relate to and then i end up sharing an experience of mine yeah and how i got through it and so that's how that that's how we end up you know thinking over here that I'm a guru. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I honestly Evo um it's such a beautiful thing about you. Thank you.
1: Thank yeah. you. You know, it is a path that I I regret not taking I, as a as a young as a young boy. And this is a little side note real quick before I get into what what it is that I really want to talk about. I remember speaking on a panel and it was just something that I I was required to do um, and uh, I end up speaking to a bunch of younger kids. And at the end of it, I had the person who, was, who headed the, the panel come up to me and was blown away on the way that I spoke to these kids. And he told me at that age, he said, you have something. You have the way that you speak resonates. It resonates in the way that you speak, and it resonates with people. He goes, you, I, you couldn't see what I saw in these kids' faces, mm-hmm. but you had their attention in a way that nobody else did. And I was like, "Really?" And it was like, "Yes." And he was like, "Can you please come speak again at another event?" And I was like, "Young, I'm like, I'm not trying to be speaking at no events. Like, I had parties to go to, I had friends to hang out with. You like, there was that shit. They, it was not on my radar whatsoever that I was I, I I had any desire to be wanting to speak to people. But he saw it in me. He saw it in me. And that's not the first time that I've been somewhere and speaking in a public setting, and then have someone come up to me later and say, "Man, when you started speaking."
0: Ivo, I'm telling you the amount of times that I have seen this happen, yeah. um, where I've seen you sit and have a conversation with, and it doesn't matter the gender, it could be man or woman. No,
1: yeah, I don't
0: know. And the way that a lot of the people walk away from that experience is like they have such admiration for you and I feel so privileged to, that you're like my partner and you get to help people in that way. Like, I even think back to the beginning of the show where you in the back, you know, just moderating and you were saying things and people were like, well, what is he saying? I'm like, <laughs> I just think
1: he needs to be on the show. Yeah, maybe one day. We'll see what happens. So anyway, um, getting into a um, getting into the topic of, of navigating your way out of a rut that you may find yourself with your partner. I think it's important to first and foremost recognize. How did we get here? How did I get to this situation? Mm. And even more importantly, looking at yourself and asking yourself, having an honest moment with yourself. This doesn't have to be with your partner, where it's like, you know, you're saying this out, outward and, 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 you know, and speaking about it. But having an honest conversation with yourself in, in your own private setting on what part did I take in this Rut that I find myself in, right? You're in, you're in a rut, and you, uh, you're 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 at a place where you don't even know how to communicate to your partner, and it's just very frustrating and sad, and you don't know what to do. Identifying how you, what the part that you played is very important in reverse engineering that, and finding opportunities to improve yourself so that you can come back as a better person, trying to participate in getting out of the rut. Correct. So when attempting to get out of a rut with your significant other, make sure that you are bringing something different to the table. You're not coming to the table and saying, hey, we're in this rut because you don't pay me attention. We're in this rut because you don't like to listen to me. We're in this rut because you don't compliment me enough. You don't send me text messages. That's that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. What, what's going to happen is your partner is going to put up the defenses. Nobody wants to be attacked, especially when they're on the floor. At that point, your guard's already up. So focusing inward on, on the part that you played is crucial to potentially getting out of the situation. And while you're in that situation and you're having an honest moment with yourself and you're saying, you really... Thinking about, okay, maybe maybe this day I was a dick. And maybe that maybe I haven't been there enough. And maybe some of the things that she's been saying to me as far as like you're not home enough. And you don't, you know, and all the things that I want to say to her that she's lacking, maybe all of those things, there is some truth to them to some degree. Let me let me evaluate. Right? Let me at least try to consider some of them. Cause I know I'm here right now because I wasn't considering in any of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all of these concerns that potentially got us here. I paid no attention to. So now this is the time where potentially I may want to consider them. And you can ask yourself, when was the last time me and my partner were intimate? Mm. And when I say intimate, I'm not talking about sexually. And I'm not talking about, excuse me, I'm not talking about... Um, making love or or any of those things intimacy intimacy is when you have a moment of vulnerability with your partner intimacy is when you have a moment of vulnerability with your partner when you're having conversations that are so deep and open about something that you are uh, something in yourself where you're telling your partner something that they may not know and you feel comfortable telling them, and you know that they're not going to judge you. Mm-hmm. It's it's a level of vulnerability in communication. It's those moments that you had with your partner when you first got to know each other where you were opening up, telling them something that they didn't know, and trusting them that they wouldn't judge you. Yeah, And they did the right thing, and they didn't judge you, and they made you feel safe and comfortable. When was the last time you had an intimate moment like that with your partner? You have to ask yourself these questions when you're in a rut because those are the moments that you want to get back to. That's the that's that's the place where you need to figure out how the fuck am I going to turn this hole that I'm in into an intimate moment that once was thriving between me and my partner. Um. Another question that is very simple. You know, what was the last time you had sex? Mm. Right. And these answers may scare you. Right. Because once you come to realize that it's been a long time and you may realize, oh, shit, like. I have a large part to play into how we are here. Don't be scared. Why? Because people and relationships go through ups and downs. And the fact that you're in a rut and you're at the bottom or what can potentially be the bottom only indicates that now you have opportunity to start the ascend back up to what can soon be a high in your relationship. It's always about the come up. The come up is the best part.
0: Yo, preach my brother. You know what
1: I'm saying? So like, it's not over. I think I think being in a rut is a great thing because that's that slingshot moment. That's when things have been cocked back and pulled to the extent, right? And all they need is the right amount of kinetic energy to send them fucking flying. Yeah. And figuring out the part that you played and how can you get back to some of the things that are lacking in a relationship and bringing that to the table is a great start.
0: And this is why I said earlier that putting your ego aside is key.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the ego is probably the fucking thing that got you there to begin with. Uh, yeah. So, um.
0: And I and I say this from a person who, at one point, I was very egotistical, and it was because I got to where I got in my life by myself. So I felt like, ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. Right. And then I had to understand that y- you were not ever trying to control me. We were trying to seek solution.
1: Right, absolutely. We were
0: trying to overcome something that was in our way in our relationship. Yeah. And it was really hard for me to do that a lot of the times, to put myself in a position and say, what part did I take in getting us here? Yeah. Because I damn sure played a part in this. Yeah. And if you're not willing to recognize that you're not going to get anywhere
1: you're not going to get anywhere and i i'm a i'm a person of perspective i really i really believe in the power of perspective and where a lot of people may like see themselves like this like fuck my situation is so fucked like i can't believe that i'm here i'm just gonna give up like i can't like i don't even know what to do i see that as a perfect opportunity for improvement. This mm-hmm. is a chance for you to become a better you. Mm-hmm. The you who you are got you to where you are right now. That person needs a little bit of tweaking. I mean, listen, numbers don't lie, right? You are where you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm just calling. Like, I'm calling it like I see it. And what I see is an opportunity for something to be improved. And see it as that. Self-reflecting is the way to do it. Taking a step outside and looking at your relationship from a third person's point of view and looking at yourself and saying, how can I make that person better? Now is my shot because coming out of this, a better person is only going to be helpful for me in the relationship that I have with my significant other. Correct. One way to do that is by once once you figured out when was the last time we were intimate? You know, when was the last time um,
0: we shared like one of those intimate moments yeah
1: Yeah. um when was the last time we had sex you know these things are these things are important and and one way that you do that is an easy way to do it is by revisiting the beginning of your relationship Mm. right this is just i mean the the answers are already there yeah if you just take a moment and reflect back to the things that you used to do to make your significant other smile the things like all of those All of those moments that you shared with them that made everything else seem like they didn't matter. How do you get back to that? Well, one easy way is show up to your significant other's work. When was the last time you did that? If you're in a rut, you haven't been doing that lately. I can guarantee you that anybody who's been in a rut with their significant other probably hasn't just showed up surprisingly and brought their significant other maybe some flowers or some lunch. Some mm. one of their some of their favorite foods,
0: coffee, a
1: coffee or something. And yeah. maybe, you know, a take, small
0: token of appreciation. Yes. And it of, goes such a long way. Yeah.
1: And of course, you don't want to show up by surprise because then you might make yourself look like you're a creep because you're in a rut already. Right. Yeah. So you don't want to be doing shit unannounced. But, you know, send a text message. When was How did you do it last time? How, when you showed up to your significant other's work, you obviously text them. Hey, what are you doing for lunch? Oh, no, no. no. Oh, forget about that. I'm coming to get you.
0: Oh, let me tell you right now, Evo just said that, and that reminds okay. me of a time that you and I, when we were dating, um, you called me, I was in school, and you were like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm in between classes right now, and like, I had like a significant amount of break, maybe like almost two hours, and you are like, well, what were you going to do? And I was like, oh, I was going to da-da-da-da, and you were like, no, I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. And we're going to go do that together, and then we're going to... I remember yeah. just being like,
1: what? Mm-hmm.
0: And it was just, it made me feel so important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This, listen, and this could be the perfect time for you to bring up what you've been thinking about and how you've been feeling. This is the perfect time to make it to to be the icebreaker, right? Let's just say this, you are still in a rut. And this is the first moment that you decide to take action on how to turn this around. You call up your significant other. You send them a text message. You guys are on the rocks right now, but you're going to be the first one to take the first step and making this shit right. You've had some time to self-reflect. I'm coming to get you for lunch we're gonna talk i'm bringing you your favorite food mm. like if that's not an icebreaker i don't know what is right well, and so then you,
0: you say food i'm there you're
1: bringing you food right <laughs> and then you use that moment to sit there and sit and talk about like
0: yeah that's that. actually um i'm sorry to interrupt but i find that so beautiful i find you know me eva I am, um, I'm a, I'm a toughie, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm the biggest softie at the same time. Oh, and I feel that's... like a lot of women are, especially now, a lot of the women in this day and age, we are very independent. We are very, you know, on our, on our grind. But man, do those little things like that go such a long way because it shows that you care. It shows that you are willing to, you know, make me feel special in, in, in a very, during a time that is just very, like, ordinary for me. Right. I'm at work, you know. The smile that you may put on your partner when they go back into work after having a nice lunch or you bringing them something special. Right. That may set their day off on a whole other trajectory. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and, I, and, I, and I hate to keep going back to this, but just understand that you're in a rut and things are ordinary. These little things can be so refreshing and make things seem so unordinary that, that. you will not believe The results that you would get and you and you and honestly, your significant other, you won't believe the effect that you will have on your significant other one, because you'll really never know how that you're going to make them feel. But two, they're going to feel it in a way where. It's unexplainable, right, because, they're, uh, you know, yeah, obviously, they're going to be surprised by it. They're not really going to they might be a little bit confused by it, but at the same time, they're going to love it because. It's something that they haven't gotten in a very long time.
0: Revisiting the beginning.
1: Revisiting the beginning. Um, You know, and then even after that, sending cute text messages.
0: Evil actually did that yesterday. That shit fucked me up at work
1: randomly got you got you
0: he was like can you talk and i'm like oh no what is he gonna ask me i'm like is he gonna ask me where the fucking something is in the house and he was like hey yeah it was
1: we got into it
0: it was a complete opposite
1: <laughs> we got into it i was like time. oh
0: my god
1: yeah i mean and <laughs> they were
0: talking to me at work and i was like um what
1: and not and listen and not that we're in a rut but again i'm practicing no. what i'm preaching correct you know from time to time randomly i'll i'll make it a point to take things where we don't normally take them, yeah. you know? And re again, that's something that we used to do back in the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. You know? And so it, it does it does nothing. It does no hurt to revisit these things and introduce I, them again.
0: I'm over here with the fucking like little, like the biggest Kool-Aid smile, because I think about when you used to call my job a, a long time ago. And um, this is like, this is like, God, I'm kind of dating us, but this is when texting really wasn't, like, the biggest way to communicate. It was still phone calls, and you used to call my desk, and I should just pick up the phone, and it would be you on the other end. I'd be like, oh, my
1: God. Like, <laughs> inside,
0: I would melt because you would just catch me off guard. Yeah. It was sweet.
1: Yeah. Um, here's another under um, underrated? underrated, underappreciated gesture that most couples stop doing. And that's flirting. Flirting with each other. I don't, you know, like, again, reiterating what I'm saying, but if you're in a rut. (laughs) Anybody
0: that is listening to us, I'm just sitting here like, (laughs) (laughs) I just have the biggest smile (laughs) on my face right now. I'm sorry. Well,
1: it's, I mean, it's, I'm speaking in hindsight, right? And so, of course, I'm speaking with clarity. And... But I'm saying this in a way where I'm keep, I keep bringing up the fact that even though I'm saying these things in hindsight, I'm saying them because they are I'm saying them in hindsight because for somebody who's in a rut, this is the last thing on their mind. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that when I say it it's 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 ear opening it's it's refreshing. It's something that they totally forgot about and are and highly underestimate the power of it. Flirting in the right setting at the right time.
0: Like right before the show and you tell me you love my outfit? Oh, of
1: course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these little things that um, you used to always do. Like, stop acting like this wasn't a part of your relationship. Yeah. Why did it fade away? Why is it gone? There's no rule in in the relationship book that says that, oh, after two, three, four years, we thou must not flirt anymore. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, why does it die? Don't let it fucking die. You will be surprised. We are, you know, 20 years together and we still fucking flirt.
0: You know, I, I just want to say real quick. I didn't put my hand up for you to grab it. Oh, me, well, you know, I, I'm grabbing that I, shit. I, I just <laughs> want <will> to say <laughs> don't, put,
1: don't put it near me. I'm, I'm going for it.
0: So, you... I just want to say quickly, you just said, you know, why do these things happen? Why do we stop doing these things? You know, and I obviously spoke about how we get ourselves in this rut. I just want to give an example so that like it kind of helps people understand. Yesterday when you were, you know, flirting with me through text message, there were also like several things that I wanted to ask you if you had done that day that we had spoken about you doing. And I said to myself, Gina, don't like don't interject that into this moment so this is that is the way that you can remove yourself from one of those like little special moments is by Mm -hmm. going right back to that fucking bullshit that Mm -hmm. you always do which is hey did you take out the garbage hey did you go pick up this um because i i think i had asked you to do a couple errands why because i was going to be gone And while we were flirting through text, in the back of my mind i was like to, you know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even, I'm just going to enjoy this and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Well, so don't do that to yourself. Uh, yeah.
1: I, again, I, it was a well thought out thing because I knew that we needed to chop it up a little bit about some stuff that we need to talk about. So I got that out the way first. <laughs> we spoke and, then, you know, we kind of went back and forth on some of the things that we need to speak about. And once the conversation kind of started to come to like what I felt like was the end, I hit you with that. Hey, you got a minute to talk?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, and then that's when I really, because like, I didn't, I did not want to just, one, abruptly bring it into the conversation as if it was ill-timed. And two, I didn't want anything to interrupt yeah. what was to come out of that conversation. Correct. So, you know, it was definitely some thought that went into that. But again, these are simple things that- Are they, so appreciated. They're so appreciated mm-hmm. and they, they are ways to- Get yourself out of a situation That Honestly I feel like it's, You're there because All of these things stop happening You know what yeah. I mean So um, And also, something that you did in the beginning was having, there was a lot of conversations. There was a lot of talking that two people do when they first meet each other. Getting to know each other personally, getting to know each other's sexual desires, getting to know each other's do's and don'ts, getting to know each other's um, safe words, whatever the hell that means, you know, like in case if you ever, you know, if you have that type of relationship. Yeah. But if there's anything that you feel like maybe you didn't visit, maybe things that you didn't do, take this moment. So now now you now you've potentially so this is what you've done so far. You've potentially self reflected and taken a good look in yourself and seeing how you can improve this relationship that you're in. You've taken this as an opportunity to uh, revisit some of the things that you stopped doing that were definitely helpful to your relationship. And then now so that so now you've you've kind of like started to turn things in a different direction. Right. You're you're slightly a different person and you're taking this initiative to rekindle a lot of things that have just faded out. Add stepping outside of your comfort zone into that. Try to introduce also new things into that mixture to add to the rekindling and this new you. That has come become about. And this this really works best if it's happening on both ends of the relationship.
0: I would agree. And I think I kind of touched on that with the example that I gave of how you get into a rut. And I said it's not always negative. It can be positive. During the pandemic, you and I were in each other's space a lot. Yeah. And stepping out of our comfort zone, doing things that were like out of the norm for you and mm-hmm. I, which was, for example, hiking. It was something that I had done with a friend, and I was like, man, we need to do this. It was not something that you and I did. It was definitely outside of our comfort zone in the sense of we did some pretty hard hikes. Yeah, we did. We did. And the and fucking- it was, it was bonding. And Yeah, there was such great bonding in that experience because uh, you're out in the woods. You have like almost no cell reception. It's mm-hmm. just you in the woods and quietness. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of time to talk. Yeah. And there's a lot of time to have- intimacy
1: yeah absolutely there's a lot of time to great. have intimacy
0: and we hello we we did one of those today i never mean our did. daughter was there but it was still fucking fabulous
1: absolutely and even riding on the back of that this is a great opportunity to explore things sexually that you may never have explored with your partner this is a great time to when have okay here's a perfect intimate conversation to have with your partner
0: while you're hiking
1: while you're hiking right
0: <laughs> i'm serious because Listen, it's like there's like almost no interruptions
1: why not this i mean again of course in the temperature has to be there right to, mm-hmm. to kind of come out with this question but i hope that you know when when one would introduce it would be under the right setting or at the temperature is right you know is a conversation comes say you know speak about Sexual fantasies, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, is there anything sexually that you know, like, that you've always wanted to do that we've never done before? And I mean, and let's just be honest, like, I, I would like to know, you know, yeah, you know, there's some things that I would like to try. I mean, obviously, we're not, you know, I'm not trying to try them outside of our relationship. So I would like us to explore those things, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and speak about those things and figure out where your partner has fantasies and desires that those have yet to be fulfilled. There is an opportunity right there for you to inject fulfillment into your partner. you know and then again implement that into your relationship there's something there there's an uncharted territory that you didn't even know existed that now you could take your relationship into and then that can evolve and grow into whatever it may be and take you know it's 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 like a branch of your relationship that now all of a sudden grows and extends
0: you took the words right out of my mouth i was just gonna say uncharted territory yeah absolutely it can be fun
1: yeah yeah so you know being in a rut is not the worst thing that can happen to a relationship. Um, And lastly, you know, one other thing that I just want to touch on uh, before we end the episode is repeating myself again, these highly undervalued simple things is showing affection. Mm. If you're in a rut, you're not giving each other regular affection. It's just not, I don't think it's happening. Um, and so making sure that those things stay alive and stay active. These are, again, these are all part of the beginning of the relationship that somehow have become out of touch. Staying, staying in a way where you're affectionate with your partner, holding hands out in public, coming up to them. And, you know, while you're at home and giving them a back rub. You know, really put in the time to figure out if their muscles are achy from a long day at work. How can you alleviate that?
0: Can I just and I'm sorry, maybe you may be saying this, but affection that doesn't lead to sex.
1: Right. Doesn't necessarily need to say, se- I mean, like, again,
0: it can, but um, it would be nice if there could just be affection that is affectionate right. without it with the out the partner with the intent of sex yeah absolutely because those are ways to connect outside of, of sex
1: yeah well i mean listen le- hey guys let's let's let me just be clear to all of you um <laughs> let me just be clear to all of you women can be touched and still not want to have sex i know that doesn't work out a lot for us you know uh, in know yeah. a, a, you touch us and like we go from touch to sex pretty quickly all right, your 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 wife or your girlfriend, you she very well may be able to take a full body massage and still not want to have sex, and you need to be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? You need to be okay with giving her that space for her to feel like that she can experience that with you.
0: She can experience affection without yes. the without the intent of sex. Yeah,
1: without because physical affection does not mean sexual intercourse. Correct. You know, let's keep it clear. Those are two different things. But Again, these things, they still um, they're still great for a relationship. They tend to fade out over time because people get wrapped up in the everyday life of, you know, children and work and home, you know, home keep and all that stuff that you stop the physical affection with one another. You know, so, um, you know, surprise I, I do it to I do it to you all the time. you know, while you're at the at the sink, maybe doing dishes, I come up behind you and I'll stop rubbing your shoulders. I don't
0: do dishes. We have a dishwasher. I don't know what evil's talking Listen, about. Listen, man, we
1: have a dishwasher but for <laughs> some for some reason she just gets joy in old school doing dishes. Like uh, you,
0: that's th- that's the Latina in me. I yeah, can't I can't I mean, help that. Don't get me like, wrong. I, I did not grow up with a dishwasher. We didn't get a dishwasher until we First of all, our last house before this one, we had a dishwasher and I never fucking used it. You know what I used a dishwasher as? A drying rack. I'd wash the dishes in the sink and then put them in the dishwasher to dry. Exactly. Because I didn't grow up with that like privilege of having a dishwasher.
1: So, um, yeah. I want
0: to wrap this up because I think, again, Guru Evo gave us some great tips on how you can get yourself out of this rut. The last thing I want to add is I think it's... I said that I think you should learn your partner's communication style. I think you should also love your partner. You should also learn your partner's love language. Oh
1: yes, absolutely. Um, that and I'm just thank you for bringing that. And up. And
0: I just want to put that at the end of it because learning your partner's love language is so important because you think that you may be doing something that is sweet and endearing for them, and they may find no value in it. For example, the last thing that I find the most valuable is gift giving. You give me a gift.
1: Yeah, I'm not. That's not. I'm talking it's about
0: sweet, thing. but. I prefer um, my, my number... Quality my, time. Well, quality time is my number two. And acts of service acts is of my service. number yes. number one love language. So when I wanted to actually share this earlier, I ordered a desk recently for me to do um, our editing for this show. And the desk arrived while I was out at work. I came home, the desk was set up already. Like, to me, that is my love language. Yep. That, that little token of... That little token that you gave me was so much appreciated. So learning your love language I think is yeah. will really like help catapult you yeah. out of any hole that you made. When me. I
1: learned that, I was able to do so much more for you that you appreciated in so many ways much more than I thought you would appreciate it if I did the things for you that I thought you would appreciate, right? So for example, you know, when I take mm-hmm. I take I'll take her car and I'll go take it and I'll get it washed, I'll fill up her tank. If it needs service, I might get the service done for her. Like these are that acts, shit
0: turns on all my life. Yes,
1: these are acts <laughs> of service. These are things that, like, that she, you know, she knows she just got to do, but really are not too concerned about. So they're not at the top of priority list. Yeah. And here I come, and I just got to get them done for her.
0: Fucking loves night is shining on. Loves right. it, you know. Yeah.
1: And but though these are things that I normally wouldn't think that you might feel, right? So my my number one love language is physical is touch. physical touch. Right. So. If I'm just focusing on myself and like, oh, I love physical touch, you know, and I'm expressing myself through physical touch, and physical touch is like not really at the top of your physical list.
0: Physical touch is my second to last. Second
1: to last, right? You're not gonna appreciate it the way that I have. So no. understanding your partner's love language and then, and then giving them, speaking to them in that language.
0: And real quick, physical touch does also not mean sex. Right. Evil loves a head rub oh. he will he loves to like if you're <clears throat> on the couch watching a movie please just mm-hmm. rub my head That's it. Um. he loves a good body massage i on the other hand or play with
1: my hair i yeah. love having my hair played with and none of it has to lead to sex
0: and i on the other hand thoroughly dislike those things mm-hmm. please do not rub my head i like a massage i rather go to a masseuse that's even though evil does great give me great massages Um, But physical touch is not like I don't it's not your thing. Yeah, I don't need that constant stimulation. I actually get very overstimulated. I get overstimulated. So that's where that confusion can lie. So I just want to end by saying learn your partner's communication style. Learn your partner's love language and just kind of like all the stuff that we said in between. We are not professionals. We are just speaking from our experience of being together for almost 20 years, married for 12 years. And we have really worked through a lot of these things, so yep. we hope that this is helpful, and hopefully it guides you in the right path. And um, that actually brings us to the end of the show. I want to thank you again, Eva. I always have such a great time talking with you, and Likewise. you know, and our audience, however you're consuming us—listening or watching. We have a new episode that launches every Friday. So please like, subscribe, share, comment, whatever it is that tickles your fucking fancy. (laughs) We greatly appreciate it because this is what helps us grow. But until next Friday, ladies and gentlemen, peace out. Peace out.